Hey everybody, it's Sean again, and this is 5-Minute Mornings. Good morning, welcome. Happy Thursday. Is today your Friday? Is that something to be excited about? Just questions. <laughs> hey, good morning. And today what I want to talk to you about is something that I think we all deal with. And I think it's important to address because it's something that can really stop us from making progress. And that is the inner critic. Now, the inner critic, in my opinion, is sometimes helpful and sometimes not helpful. And when I say inner critic, I mean that voice inside of us that says we're doing it wrong. And it's an interesting thing to think about because it means that some part of us is paying attention. And you could argue that some part of us is paying attention always in order to know what to criticize and what not to. And we all have our own specific version of the inner critic. And sometimes the inner critic can be so harsh that it just deflates us completely. You know, sometimes the inner critic can be so pointing and so right and so demanding and, and so dark that it can really give us a sense of almost depression. And you know the inner critic is acting up when you feel these heavy feelings, these I'm not good enough type feelings, or these kind of, I don't know, almost trapped type feelings. That's when the inner critic you know is in full effect. Because it's saying, why aren't you doing this? And why is this happening? And there's a bunch of questions that start with the word why. And it turns out we're not actually very good at answering those type questions. Because they're too broad. You know? And even if you could answer a question like that, the answer of that question, why didn't you do this, might not be so helpful. Well, I didn't do this because I felt this way. And, and then it just becomes this whole conversation back and forth of, you know, maybe maybe just the conversation in and of itself between these parts of us, it's just not helpful. I think there's a way to avoid that type of a conversation while trying to answer these false questions of why. Why did this happen? Why is life like this? Why are people like this? Why is this like this, basically? <laughs> and you could replace this and this with different things. Why are people like that? Why do people act like that? Why do I do this? Why do I act like this? And you might ask yourself, well, why wouldn't those be good questions? Because couldn't you get some kind of insight from asking a question like, why did I do that? And the answer is, yeah, you can get insight from that. And oftentimes the inner critic bypasses the insight and starts to ask more of the why questions until we feel just fed up and frustrated and defeated. So that is what I want you to avoid or to be able to avoid and to be able to see that that is the path that's being traveled and then there's a different path. And here's a different path. In the world of psychology, you end up coming across an idea of parts of us. And what I mean is that it's possible that our psychology, that our, our personalities are developed in parts and that there's certain parts of us that have different needs than other parts. And you know this is probably true because if you've ever heard someone say or if you've ever said this yourself that, well, 
part of me feels really excited about the idea of a promotion. While at the same time, another part of me feels scared at the idea of a promotion because of all the responsibilities that come with that. The other part that feels excited feels excited because there's a lot of benefit that comes with a promotion, like more money and more clout and, and progress, a real felt sense of progress. And you could argue that that's probably one of the things that humans like to feel the most is a sense of progress. Now, if the inner critic is holding you back from taking that promotion or from creating that piece of art or from doing something that you want to do because you think it's meaningful, if the inner critic is, is cutting you off from that, I would argue that here's what needs to happen or at least a version of this needs to happen next. And it's really just a conversation. Because it's likely that there are discrete parts of us. And if you believe at all in the idea of an inner child or inner, these inner kind of family members, that's another way of looking at it, that we have an inner family. If it's possible that that's true, this is going to be really helpful. Here's how you have the conversation. First of all, in my opinion and in my experience, it's the most effective to have this conversation when you've allowed yourself to calm down. Because you'll have more access to this part of you. The part of you that knows the answer to the question you're going to ask. And that part of you is, let's call it the inner critic in this example. In order to have better access to that, all you have to do is calm yourself down first. You can use mindfulness. You can use total focus. And those are two videos I made Monday and Tuesday. So you can use those to calm yourself down. And then once you've calmed yourself down, and even if you're already feeling calm, an even calmer version, an even more relaxed version of that calm, once you're in that place, you simply ask the inner critic, and you can do this with your eyes open, you can do this with your eyes closed, you can do this by imagining visually what you think the inner critic would be like. And if you have your eyes closed, the question would be, how do you notice the inner critic? Do you notice the inner critic auditorily? Do you hear it? Do you see the inner critic? Can you visualize what the inner critic would look like? And it doesn't matter if you can do that or not. You will have some sense of the inner critic. Maybe it's a feeling. Once you've come into contact with how you notice the inner critic, simply ask it, And you could even say, inner critic, what do you need right now? And that might be a little weird. And that's okay. Because when things are weird, that just means that they're different. And if you've gotten a different result than the result you've had in the past, then that something different, I would say, is good. Because now you can make a judgment between what you're experiencing now, the answer that you've received, versus how the inner critic has acted before. And you might be shocked at the answer. You might be shocked to learn that the inner critic actually has your best interest in mind. You'll know that by asking this question. What is the absolute best intention behind the actions of the inner critic? 
You can ask yourself that or you can ask the inner critic that. What, what are you trying to accomplish? And usually when you ask this, it's some version of, well, I want you to be safe. I want you to be safe because the world is scary. And the world will come at you with various ideas of why it thinks the thing that you want to do is wrong. And so in order to avoid the situation of having the world point the finger at you and tell you you're wrong, I'm asking you to avoid doing this in the first place. And you might say, wow, <laughs> wow, you know, that makes me want to put my hand on my heart because that is such a high positive intent that this part of us who we think is intensely negative most often has for us. What if the inner critic is actually one of our best allies? What if that's actually the case? And what if you could have a conversation with your inner critic in order to glean the insights that it wants you to have? Because if it's stopping you from something you actually think would be a good thing, what you could say is, inner critic, ah, it's beautiful. You know, it's a beautiful sentiment that you have, that you want the best for me, that you don't want me to be railed on by the world. And what if it's the case that I won't be railed on by the world? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's most often the case that we don't actually get railed on. We don't get yelled at. We get applauded. And we get thanked. Because the things that we want to do, the things that we need to do, usually are things that are beautiful for us, for the people around us, and for the world. So if the inner critic is standing in the way of that, if the inner critic is holding you back from creating your beautiful dream, don't let that happen. <laughs> take a second. And it's hard for me not to be emotional about this, but take a second and ask the question. What is the higher intent of that part of me? And what is it holding me back from that I really need to be doing because it's going to be the best thing for me? And an example of my own life is this, coaching. This is the thing that I know that is most true for me, that I need to be doing at least in this point in my life, is that I need to be getting this information out because I've spent probably too much time getting it in. It needs to become helpful to other people. And maybe that's why I'm so emotional about this because it's so personal. Regardless of that, if you can have the conversation, it's going to do you good. It's going to be meaningful to you. It's going to be impactful. And it's probably going to be very positive, a very positive thing. If you're willing to go through that, if you're willing to meet your inner critic face to face, you'll probably make friends with it and you'll probably turn it into your greatest ally. So that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to turn your critic into something and some part of you that helps you produce high value. And how you can do that too is once you've had the conversation of what does it want for you, you can ask it, how can you accomplish what you want for me in a way that's even better than you're doing now?
because sometimes what I'm noticing is I get depressed. <laughs> I get depressed and oppressed based on all the things that you're telling me and I know that's not what you want for me, right? I know you, inner critic, want me to be successful. Is that true? Great. So how can we come to an agreement of a way that you could act that would be more successful for all parts of whoever is here, me included? And by me, I mean you. <laughs> by me, I mean you. Thanks for going through this. This tends to be intense for some people. And as you can see, it's still kind of intense for me. So that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That can be a really good thing. And emotion can be a release. It can be the thing that we need to get out because that's how we process emotions. Process them through movement, through crying, through feeling frustrated. And as we exercise our emotions, they tend to leave. They tend to turn into something else. They tend to peak and they valley. So thank you again. Thank you again. And tomorrow is Friday. So get excited about that first. I'll see you then. And we'll have something incredibly important to talk about that I'm really excited about. So thanks for listening.